Welcome, thank you for joining us today for Unleashed with Kimberly, a conversation for insight and intelligence. I'm your host, Kimberly Anderson, an intuitive transformational coach, business creative, love helping women step into their power, speak their truth and live on purpose. Also a global goddess platform that I have where we leverage women's stories around the world, reaching a global audience using multiple media outlets. I am so excited about this season. We are still talking about power up your 2022, you empowered, your business empowered, your life empowered. And I am so excited today. We are talking with Cheryl Brewster. She is a business intuitive. Cheryl, thank you so much for being with me today. Thanks, Kimberly. This is exciting. I love talking to you. So we're going to have fun today. Oh, we sure are. I absolutely love our conversation. So let's first, let's talk about what a business intuitive is. I know what it is, but what, let's talk about that. What, what do you do in the world? Well, as a business intuitive, I help women really power up their, I want to say their connection to what gives them the most joy so that their businesses are feeding not only their pocketbook, but their soul. And in in these days, there was so much transition and change and uncertainty. It's like, you know, we're kind of meeting our our our, our greatest fears, but also our greatest opportunities. So it's very timely. Love what I do, and working with women who are committed to um, really bring bringing up and forward what's what's still inside. That is very juicy and very 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 important. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. It's like you said, especially right now. And I think there's a, an awakening is kind of what I'm calling it. <clears throat> there's an awakening of women where they're like tapping into and learning to trust their intuition, which is something that I talk about all the time. But when we do that and we really hone in on our gifts, mm -hmm. magic happens mm -hmm. personally, professionally, all the ways, right? Exactly. And that's what I love is that feeling of magic. And, you know, I, I think what's so important right now is that to know that when it doesn't feel so magical, that's a part of the journey. And it's not to be condemned or judged. It's to be embraced with compassion. And uh, we are 
literally experiencing for ourselves this awakening process and transmuting so much on behalf of so many other people. So that's why it's so important to have these kinds of conversations where we can go, yeah, I feel like that too. This is tough. This is intense right now. So let's talk about it and let's support each other. I love it. I love it. I was talking about this last night. Mm -hmm. We, we want to, you know, we're having these conversations about positivity and, and affirmations and all this stuff. But when we're walking around in that, well, trying to be in that state all the time, we're stuffing down all over again, all the feelings that are really bubbling up inside of us are truth. Yeah. And it's, it's important to acknowledge those feelings, whether you're sad, depressed, if you're whatever it might be coming up for you to acknowledge it and not stuff it down going, I am enough. I am worthy. I am deserving. I am powerful all the time. Mm -hmm. You want to go, okay, let me take a minute and, and sit with this and feel it and then discover why. And then you can go forward. So it, much, it's so more, so much more powerful to do it that way. It, it is. And, and that, and that's where the magic is because we're no longer suppressing the shadow. Mm -hmm. we're inviting the shadow to dance with us because that's conscious evolution and, and to embrace these feelings of unworthiness. They just, <laughs> they just want to feel safe. And, and I know in the classes that I teach and in my one-on-ones, you know, to find safe space to acknowledge this. So now the energy can move with dignity mm. and we're bringing, yes. we're bringing dignity to that which has for years been trampled upon. And we're also, I think, discovering where our own inner critic, perhaps this inner bully that we all work with, what if it just <laughs> needs some little TLC in healing too? What if it felt safer? Would it be as loud and obnoxious as it is? So, so all kinds of plays, ways of changing our perception on this. And what if, what if that critical voice isn't so bad? What if resistance isn't so bad? What if we can have fun with resistance? What if we can reframe resistance? What if it can be softer, gentler, and more inclusive? What if we're, we're playing racism with our own internal process of, of moving energy? And that's, that's what's exciting, I think, with what we're up to. Oh, that's, yes, absolutely. All of that. <laughs> it's, I love it. You can, I love how you were saying you can learn to, you know, have fun with it, respect it even, because it's, it's a part of who we are. It's a part of that human experience and it checks yourself. You know, I, I've been talking lately about having all the experiences or the happenings that we've had in our life. And, you know, we're born deserving, worthy and perfect, right? But when we have those situations that we go through, we feel no longer that we are worthy, deserving, and enough. Mm -hmm. And my point is, no, it's, it's proof that you are worthy, deserving, enough, courageous, strong, confident. Because had we not been, we wouldn't have been able to get through what we've gone through. doesn't matter what it is. So it's, it's proof that we are not taking away from. And I think it goes right in line with what we're talking about right now is, is respect and understand and have some dignity about those feelings that are starting to surface because you don't know what it's doing. It's checking you. Yes, this is it. This is this. This is it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, love it. And that's so powerful. That's such a powerful reminder and mm -hmm. such a powerful foundation to build on because when these feelings come up, they are any, they're, they're not comfortable it and and uh, I call it I call it the terror of meeting your own beauty. Mm. Ooh, that gave me chills. <laughs> I know it's like oh, you know that. Woo! I know. Well, okay, so let's take a moment, right? So that moment of meeting our own beauty, and as much as we say we want to receive, what we're really unearthing here is all the unconscious parts that that and this is where i think it's so important to have these conversations because we all we all go through this and to know that you're not alone and it's like having a movement of energy and it's like oh 
transformation is taking place. And, you know, if we all just for a moment brought kindness to that movement, I liken it to, to painless childbirth. Mm. Back in the day when I was pregnant, I took hypnosis for painless childbirth. And it's like we are, I believe, releasing ourselves from, from the false hypnosis that all of this movement um, has to be so hard and it has to be so difficult. What if now it's time for some gentleness? And like giving birth, we're going to breathe it through and use our tools to relax the body so that this movement can move through and we're enjoying the process more. Mm. Yes, it's gritty work, it's deep work, and yes, there are times it's very painful. Let us honor that pain with the dignity of mm. kindness, compassion, recognizing that something so important is happening here, and I will no longer demean or diminish myself for having this experience. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, it's it's giving yourself grace and just being in the flow, allowing it to yeah. allowing yourself to have grace with yourself to process all of that. So, cause we, we're so good at stuffing it down, oh. stuffing it down, stuffing it down. And then we wonder why we hurt and have aches and pains and, and disease and, and all of the stuff, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> well, I, I, I hate to admit this. I can't believe I'm going to say this publicly, but <laughs> I remember working with a woman who, um, I had been through a lot of transition and change in my life, had gone through something really, really hard. So I was in the process of, of, <laughs> of resilience, you know, where you get hit hard and you, you dive down deep and mm -hmm. I'm in the process of coming back up again. And, uh, and so um, we were talking about cellulite and, and, and she looked at me and she said, Cheryl, how did you let it get this bad? And I said, wait a minute. And I went into profound, deep shame in that moment. I'm going, oh, <gasps> And then I thought, okay, what am I, what am I going to do with this? Because this was a professional in a professional's office. To say that out loud, I thought, what kind of professional are you that you would even say that to me? So I thought about it. And in the moment, it was like, okay, where do you want to go with this? So I used it. <laughs> talked to my body and said, okay, Sally Light, how do you feel about this? And you know what I heard? Because I talk a lot about joy. And I love blowing bubbles and I've got to pull my bubbles out today. But what I heard was cellulite, simply joy bubbles waiting to come out. Can't wait to come out. And, you know, it, it's just a beautiful metaphor, I think, for how what is inside of us, the pain that's inside of us, it's simply energy wanting to move. And so how much fun is that? Yeah, okay, there's the cellulite, but the joy that I am in the process of moving using any and all aspects of what I would quote unquote call stuck energy from the past. Yeah. So it's, I think it too, what we're really talking about here is, is this element of, of radical joy. I'm going to take this and I'm going to work with it because it's raw energy. It's raw fuel. And I'm going to feel good about myself as I work with this. Yeah. I love that. That resonated with me. I am. Um... I can totally see that. And and when you look at it that way, it helps move that, even our physical bodies. So powerful, powerful. Talking about fear and embracing it, mm -hmm. I want you to talk about your story. If you don't mind sharing your story of how you are in this position that you are and, and how you're helping the world. Because I think it's a really important um, conversation because there's a lot of transition going on right now. And, and women and men are reevaluating what's important to them. How, where they're, are they on their right life path? Are they, mm -hmm. you know, really being fulfilled? And I love your story because there's a lot of power in, in, in your journey and transition. And I think it would be really helpful to the audience to hear that, you know, they see us like this and they're like, Oh, wow. They've always been, you know, but no, no, <laughs> it took a while. <laughs> it took some transition. right? Oh. 
and for me, it was kicking and screaming the whole way. Yeah. Uh, so, so my story is, I mean, we're all intuitive, right? All of us. And yes. you know those moments when you just, you intrinsically know, I'm going to take time to enjoy this sunrise or this sunset. So I remember growing up in, in Salmon Arm, BC, in the interior of British Columbia, Canada. And I would get up early to watch the sunrise in the morning. And it was so, it was such a, a an amazing experience because the mountain behind would turn completely pink. And I'd be in this, this experience of this pink mountain, completely pink. And as the sun rose, the, the pink would disappear and the sun would come down the valley. And, and I would at one point have one foot in the shadow and one foot in the light. Wow. Really cool as a, as a kid to be, you know, up early to experience this. I use that as a metaphor for what happened for me because I had no idea right. that consciousness could go as deep as it does. I had no idea in, in terms of what I would call the infrastructure of the soul. So, um, you know, worked corporately, loved my job, was having a great time, but there was something deeper that wanted to move through, that wanted to express itself and ex reveal itself. So I had this calling to read, read and study everything that I could about being intuitive and about being psychic, much to my dismay, because my background was, you just didn't look at that stuff. That, like, that, was, um, that was just not something to be explored. It, and so I was very, uh, I was very upset with God. Why, why would I have this? desire to learn as much as I could if it's wrong. Mm -hmm. So it took me down a real journey of exploration of what met what was right and what was wrong. And it really challenged so much of my core beliefs. So it, it's kind of like inspiration. It's easy to be inspired when things are going well. But when they're hard and you're brought to your knees, how do you have faith then? And that's what happened to me. And so I look at it as a deeper calling of the soul to really intimately understand that the soul is consciousness, that we have a relationship with God. We have a relationship with the universe. And sometimes it will challenge us because it's more than we've allowed for or more that we've embraced. So I was making peace with this whole idea of, of, of uh, Christ consciousness, of universal consciousness. And, and discovered, you know, the unity in that, not the separation of it, the unity of it. So as I took clairvoyant training and intuitive training, never intending to do it professionally, but finding that I had an ability and a gift, much to my surprise <laughs> um, and much to my dismay, because one of my teachers said to me, Cheryl, you need to explore doing this. Um, it, it's your gift. It's your talent. It's, it's your it's your evolution. Hmm. My response back to her was, well, if I'm so psychic, how come I don't know it myself? Hmm. Wow. Yeah, and, uh, Excellent question. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay. And she looked at me and she said, you need to face this this lifetime because if you don't, you will never find the peace you're looking for. Hmm. So that's what I did. And when we talk about going into the dark and into the shadow, it is hard. It is scary. It's gritty work. But what surfaced was this, what I would call our, our potential to experience ourselves as divinity. And Hildegard de Bingham, way back when, how many centuries ago, this, this, this Christian mystic talked about the divinity of humanity. And so I believe that, as you mentioned, this ascension process we're going through, it's like it's it's no longer outside. It's to be embraced, to be lived. And that's why it's so important in business. Business out of all the arenas we're living in, because business affects the economy, because business affects politics, there is a calling here for people in business, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, to really bring in this best that they can be in terms of living in integrity with their own joy, 
which would include how you operate your business, would include what those profits are from this place of expanded consciousness, because there is no shortage in the universe. There's only a shortage in how much we're allowing and receiving and willing to go into the terror of that kind of abundance. Because what it means is, is letting go of the familiar, which is the limitation. So my calling, much to my surprise and just may way back when, has been the thing that has given me the greatest peace, the greatest sense of reality, the greatest sense of connection. And, and the proof is in the pudding of the people that I work with where they can take this element of going into uncertainty, going into the terror of their own potential and come out the other side going, wow. Now I know the way through. And none of us does this work alone. I, I, I often am described as, as you know, the, um, the soul whisperer or the midwife of, of the dignity of consciousness embracing all of life's circumstances, emotions, feelings, and releasing the pain of the past so that we can move forward to create heaven on earth. Mm. I love that. Wow. Let's see. So many things I wanted to come back to. <clears throat> First, I love how you said that even as a child, you recognized one foot in the sun and one foot in the shadow. I feel like mm -hmm. that totally resonates with my entire life. But understanding that there's always going to be this pull to something else Mm -hmm. And, you know, you were in corporate world, correct? Mm -hmm. Corporate world. And, and now you're a business intuitive. And I just think it's brilliant. You are absolutely brilliant. You're incredibly accurate when you do readings. I've told so many people about you, which is why I wanted you on this show, because I think you're incredible. And it's, it, there's, there's so much, what's the word I want to use here? Um, when we allow that grace and feel into what we're being called to, mm -hmm. we're, you know, we're walking down this one path and, but there's this pull, like you were like, why am I reading about intuitive abilities and psychic and all these things? Mm -hmm. I'm a corporate. Mm -hmm. Listen to that. That's your intuition. Listen to it. Follow it because it's taking you on another journey and it's it's either going to enhance where you're already at or it's going to completely change it. And that, there's a lot of fear in that. And that's why I think your story is so important because you were literally going down this track and all of a sudden you're being pulled into this other slice of business, if you will. And it important conversation because, again, I think a lot of people are going through this transition of what do I want to do? Where do I want to show up in the world? How do I want to show up in the world? I look back at my corporate life because I love my job, love the people I worked with. It was hard to leave. Mm -hmm. it was really, really hard to leave because it was good. It was great. And what I recognized is that, you know, we're all, we, we will all, I don't care how successful we are, but we're all going to reach our glass ceiling where you've gone as far as you can go in that particular stage of your life. And so that glass ceiling, like when you're used to success, when you're used to things going really well, and then all of a sudden it either loses its luster or maybe things aren't going so well anymore. And, and you, you have to re literally sometimes reinvent. And so the mind gets freaked out. What am I going to do? How, how am I going to make this work? I don't even know what I want to do. And so what I love about working with intuition is it will stop you in your tracks and force you to take the time to find out there are deeper elements of joy. There are deeper elements of peace. And it will always show you the way. It will always be in your highest and best good. So the courage to stop what you're doing in terms of success to become more successful. And way back when, before I made the switch, I remember a beautiful, beautiful man. He was my insurance agent actually. And, 
And it's because of him and some introductions he made to me that I met some my, my first intuitive teacher. But something he said to me way back when, before I made that switch, was, Cheryl, you're too successful to be successful. Hmm. Oh, let that sink in for a minute. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, in my journey, it went from one extreme to the other going, I couldn't possibly do this for myself. I couldn't possibly. And then when I did, it was like amazing, right? And then and then that has its own uh, steps of advancement as well. That ability to marry the integrity of working in the physical world with your intuition so that I believe that the strategic way of doing that is to always come back to what gives you joy. Because if you do not do that, you're missing the point. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're in this massive, uh, I want to say upheaval, because we're being asked to receive more, which means letting go of control. Yeah to be in alignment with receiving, you know, it's one thing to talk about, yes, I'm gonna, I wanna live my dreams. It's quite another thing to actually have the energy to receive that, to mm -hmm. be in consciousness of receiving that. And we can't create what we really want to if we don't have the consciousness of it first. So it's like learning how to walk again, and it, it, <laughs> it requires patience, kindness, and compassion. Yeah. So good. I, I kind of just let that sink in for a second. Like it's, yeah, letting people or, you know, allow it again, it goes back to that grace, just allowing it to, you know, that the receiving. I was talking about this last night as well. I was speaking and especially women, we have a hard time receiving. Yep. I made the joke when we see something, we like, oh, that's a beautiful necklace. We're like, oh, I got it at Ross. It's $14.99 or whatever it might be. We can't just accept the compliment. Thank you. Our nature is to, you know, redirect that. But also because we're so nurturing and giving and helpful, we want you to know where we got that necklace, right? Like you can go get one too, instead of just accepting and receiving the compliment as it is. And it's it's something that I think women as a whole, we mm -hmm. we have to work on that every day <laughs> you know, all the time, because receiving the small things helps us start to be able to receive the big things, that life that we dream about. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where I think the strategy is, you know, it's different for everybody. And it starts with the things that are very, very simple. And one, one of the things that, you know, when we're in transition, sometimes it just doesn't feel good. So one of the things that I've, I've created for myself that I've shared my teaching is write out your joy list. Just mm -hmm. write out the things that really um, give you joy, where you feel connected. It could be a happy memory. It could be something. You know, I'm, I'm looking right now at my window and there's moss growing on old orchard trees and it's magical and mystical. It's foggy and rainy right now. And it's like, wow, I live in a secret garden of magic that fills my soul. So when we're really using that as our as our foundation and when things get busy, you know, and, and I have this tendency too, and that's why I'm talking about it is because. If I don't take the time to touch that every day, then I'm not building on the foundation that will maintain that kind of joyful energy, the mystery and the awe as I continue to grow. What is the definition of success? It's being able to enjoy yourself with what you're creating, even the painful stuff. So I, I again, I think that that each one of us has has this calling and we're listening and it's getting easier to listen. It's getting easier to trust. However, we will go into those deep, dark valleys, which is what I love to do because I've been there. I know what it's like. It's like, can we start having more fun down here in the valley? 
And this morning I even did some, some some writing on resistance and it was it was amazing what came out. It was like what if what if everything you um let me read this. I just have to read this. It was so good. Yeah. What if every day you welcomed your resistance as much as you welcome joy? What if resistance was allowed to feel safe? What if resistance was forgiven rather than shamed? Mm. What, what if resistance had a specific function, an important one, and was trying to help you not hurt you? That's what I wrote this morning. I was like, wow, I was good. Yeah, we don't, we don't, um, we don't give it that kind of respect. We, we shun it. We're sh we shy away from it. We're afraid of it. And I think when you honor it, like what you're talking about, it, it helps. It helps in our guidance. It's part of our GPS system. It it is and and you know I I I look at when I go into resistance and I think anyone listening to this is really gonna resonate with this. There is an existential pain. It is an incredible pain. And how beautiful that we are coming to a point in consciousness where this great pain finds great embrace. Mm. All is welcome here. And that this, this great resistance is, is being allowed. It's, it's, it's like, I think there's a dignity to acknowledging things. And I, and I had this conversation re recently with my son and, you know, as a mom, I hate to see my kids in pain. It, 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 it does something to me. Mm -hmm. And he said, mom, stop coaching me and just let me tell you how I'm feeling. Mm. And, and it really showed me, you know, our knee-jerk reactions to the resistance to pain is, is very visceral. And this is an area that requires attention. Yeah. It requires intention and attention. And the combination of the two is what do I want my experience to be? And, you know, sometimes this, this knee-jerk reaction comes up so fast, there's, we, we can't catch it. There's no time. However, this is the beauty of the work that you and I are up to, right? Kimberly, what you've done with your organization, what you do in, in, in helping women own their stories, this is, this is the language of the soul. It's the language of what's most important. It's the language of life. And so to give it safe passage, to give it dignity so that every woman that you've touched can come up the other side going, wow, because I was willing to go into this deep, dark space. Now I have wisdom that I can share with the world. And that is the joy of what I was born for. So whatever the calling is to anyone listening to us right now, whatever your calling is, that deep, dark place that you're scared to go into, there is great love and great grace. There is a birthing taking place. Let's have more fun in this process because I, I'm all about fun because, because it's not fun when we deny or suppress this. It's fun. It's, it's whole. It's complete to bring this dignity and safe passage so that as we build our businesses and we go into these deep, dark shadows, like, let's come together. Let's have these conversations. Let's share so that we are growing together in community in, in this, this great expansion that is taking place of doing business in new ways. Oh, I love it. Thank you. The, you know, or the trauma or whatever it is that we've gone through. And then we come into this space that we don't feel worthy or deserving or strong or confident, 
or courageous anymore. It's it it feels like it peels that away. And I, I really believe, and it just came to me the other day. I was thinking about what did I want to say for a talk that I was giving, and it came to me like, no, that that's proof that we are. It really is proof that we are. So if we kind of now that we know and we can be aware of that, we can have these conversations with ourselves and go into those spaces knowing that, okay, what is this showing me? What is the lesson behind it? And it just gives us even more strength. It gives us confidence that we learn to trust ourselves. Because when we don't, when we go through something, we start not trusting ourselves, let alone yeah. our intuition. We just don't trust ourselves. Yeah. You know, and so when we're able to go, okay, wait a minute, there's a lesson here. Mm -hmm. And if there are no bad decisions, right? If there's no bad decisions and we're either closer to our success or we get to have another lesson, which that's the one I seem to choose a lot, <laughs> um, you know, just be okay with it. Be open, be aware. And, and I always like to think of it as going into something with childlike curiosity because then there's no expectation. There's this element of excitement that goes into it, even if it's scary. And to make that choice, you have that opportunity to make that choice. And it, it changes how you even perceive everything that comes your way. You're able to dodge a little. <laughs> well, I love what you said because it, 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 it creates the opportunity for us to even have choice where we didn't before. Yeah. Or we thought we didn't, but we always have. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that phrase that you have, it's, it's proof. Love that. That's not, now that's such a powerful reframe. And, and, and so, this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, this, <laughs> it's proof. You know, and I, I was thinking about this this morning too. Is 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 so so excited about our time together because the first time we connected, it was just like wow. And it's like okay, what if the resistance, the purpose it serves, is that when we base our success on the fullness of the soul, then you know, perhaps resistance is, is, is letting us know, hey, you're not basing yourself on the fullness of the soul right now. Mm. You know, I'm going to keep you here so that as you continue to create your success, it's based on what's most important. It's based on what's most solid. It's based on this place inside of you that you can trust no matter what's going on. And, and Kimberly, you nailed it. It's about trust. Do we really trust ourselves? And if if we did, like how much more fun is it when we trust ourselves? It's way more fun. And so what if we brought more, more fun to the areas we don't trust ourselves? What if we made it, what if we brought more humor, more kindness, more compassion? Because uh, when you're in a place of laughter, when you're in a place of happiness, when you're a Again, everything is welcome here. And it's like, it's bizarre. It's a bit of a, a dichotomy in a way. But that's where the healing is. Mm -hmm. And so I think as we move forward, we're moving forward with, I'm going to have the audacity. Uh, that's why I have the pirate hat behind me. I'm going to have the audacity to, to go into the shadow and have more fun doing it and to retrieve the treasure that was always mine. Mm. Retrieve that treasure that, that treasure that's always here. And then this is the cool part is, is the creativity now to bring that out into the world in a way that is beneficial in for my soul, for my, my mindset, for my relationships, for my health and my wealth. Mm. Wow. So good. And I love it. Now everybody needs to go to get a pirate hat or, <laughs> or find something that helps you remind that will help you remind yourself to have the audacity, to have the, the awareness that it's okay to go into those spaces of resistance. 
with joy, with curiosity, with, okay, what is this teaching me? That way it's, it's not so scary because that's what it is. We're afraid of something. So if, we're, if we can figure out ways to not be afraid, mm -hmm. then it's just, then, then you're left with curiosity. Mm -hmm. Curiosity opens opportunity and you never know what you're going to find. That's the treasure. And that's the treasure. And that's, that's the whole gift of intuition. So yeah. what if these deep dark places are, and again, what if we've misjudged them? And mm -hmm. so that, that fine line between, um, I want to say that fine line between taking a risk and going for it. And it's like, Oh, that just that, that, that ability to, to say yes to the something deeper inside, even before it's arrived yet. It's like, you know, it's coming. Mm. So um, what, what I love is this whole idea of create with the end in mind, Stephen Covey, Neville Goddard, these uh, Napoleon Hill, um, one of my favorites, Helen Keller. I love what Helen Keller said. And when I, when I, when it gets gritty and hard for me, I'll remember one of the things she said, this woman who is blind and, 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 and deaf. And, and can you imagine the world when, when her teacher, Annie, came along? The whole new world that opened up for her. Well, that's our intuition. That's the metaphor. And what she said was, I'm only one person. I can't do everything. But I will not refuse to do the one thing that I can do. And that really speaks to me of um, essentialism or the 80-20 rule. We can get so caught up and so distracted and so overwhelmed. So to take overwhelm and go, wait a minute. I'm only one person. I can't do everything, but I will do the one thing I can do in this moment. What is that one thing? And at the end of the day, I think that one thing will always come down to. I will feel good about myself. I am capable. I can do this. And and to really step into that in a in a deeper, richer, fuller way. And thank you for letting me know. This whole idea of resistance and overwhelm, thank you for letting me know. I'm not trusting myself. You've got something here important for me. And it's like, all right, thank you. I needed to know I could have more fun in this. I needed to know I needed to be kinder. I needed to know that. Thank you. That's the success I want to build on. Absolutely. It's it's checks and balances. It's like, hey, there's something maybe missing or misaligned. And it's it's a reminder. It's it's you know that check engine light. Hey, something might be off a little bit here. And when we just acknowledge it like that, all that you were just talking about, we're like, oh okay, it's not so awful. It's not so scary. I can do this. Going back to the trust, trust yourself. You can do this. You got it. You've are, you've come this far. You know, look at what you've been through. You've I know. Far. You can do it. Right. So I love that. I love that. It's, it's so good. And yeah, you know, talking about Helen Keller, what an incredible journey and story she was on, but I love what you were talking about. We always think it about Helen Keller herself, but look at the teacher, her teacher, was what came into her life and changed it. Her teacher went, oh my God, I can do this. I can do this. And oh, I just got chills. Like I know too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like wow. And I, I'm sitting here because I'm like, I've never really thought about the teacher side of it. And you know, I saw the movie a hundred years ago mm -hmm. and it was not easy to help this lady no. get to that point where she was able to do what she, I mean, she had an incredible impact in life on the world and all because of that teacher. That was her purpose. And that teacher had oh. such courage because she, she, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm, uh, you know, this element of sometimes we have to be mean to be kind. And again, mm -hmm. another, oxymoron right you know it's like she she had to she created such healthy boundaries she taught helen keller that she could not just get up and smack her when she got mad at her no she taught her she grabbed her hand right yeah and 
And, and it's like, and, and so there's this mental toughness that I believe that we're all being called to here. It is, it is a mental toughness. We look at the world and we see the devastation in the world that happens when tyranny runs amok. And so part of, part of what I love to teach is this mental toughness aspect, which is to get very, very aware of what thoughts you are allowing. Because if you don't, you're done. And Napoleon Hill wrote a book called, uh, you know, Wrestling with the Devil. And it's like, he nailed it. It's like, you cannot allow yourself to be a drifter. You have to constantly be aware, what thought am I allowing in my mind right now? And, and so the acronym that I love to use that came to me recently in my teaching was pocket. You know, reach into your pocket. When it gets hard, reach into your pocket because it's, it's like you have it inside of you. So the P is for positive. O, optimistic. C, constructive. K, kind. E, empowered. And T, thoughts. So positive, mm -hmm. optimistic constructive, kind, empowered thoughts. That is, that's the foundation. That's the law. That's being in alignment with natural law. So to be very aware of where we are allowing thoughts of uncertainty or fear or overwhelm in. And, and so this is, as you know, because <laughs> you know that's what the work you do, this is a process. This is a practice. You just don't think one, you know, it's n the nitty gritty. And I want to say um, rebellion. And that's why the pirate is there. It's a rebellion with conformity. It's a rebellion. And it's a, it's, it's a power that we must express. Uh, this is not allowed to pass through my mind any longer. And I love, you know, I, I use often the metaphor of Gandalf with the bell rock in, in the Lord of the Rings series, where he takes his staff and he slams it to the ground. He says, you shall not pass. And then he goes into the process where he is, is um, the bell rock takes his whip and grabs him and takes him down with him. And that's the place of transformation. Mm-hmm. So this great power that we are all becoming aware of as we go down into these depths that, wow, I am experiencing my own transformation. I am, I am witnessing my own rebirth. Like Kimberly, what we're up to, anyone listening to this resonating, what we're up to here to change the world and it's in here first. It's only ever in here first so that that creative energy that comes out with business solutions, with thought leader solutions, with how to have a relationship in our family that maybe is very difficult. How do we turn that around? It's like, wow. We're on to something here. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and it goes back to trusting yourself, right? Um even with the, the Helen Keller and her teacher, it's they she they each trusted themselves and then they trusted each other and it made her powerful transformation, powerful impact. Yeah, I love it. So good. I was what was I thinking? I was totally thinking of something and then I thought, thought there we go. I said it. Your thoughts. I talk about this often. We're so afraid of. Mm -hmm our thoughts. But what we don't realize is we have the power. We have the choice. It's one of the things, one of the things that we can control in our lives because mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot, but there are some things that we can control. One of which is thoughts. Now you can't control what thought might pop in, but you can control how long you think about it and how long you dwell on it. And you have the power of changing it. And if it keeps coming up, then there's something that you got to go a little bit deeper on. And that's where you're going to have that grace to go into that resistance and go, okay, what does this keep coming up for me? Why? And you can dissect it. And it gives you an opportunity to go, okay, this is where that fear is coming from, or this is where that 
why that thought keeps popping in. There's always a reason. So you can dive deeper into it. But you do have the power to stop how long you're thinking about something and change the thought. Because they're always going to pop in there. It's that's just the brain. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think that, again, I go back to, you know, some of these these mystics from way back when the divinity of humanity is, yeah, I'm going to take that and I'm going to work with it. It's no longer. You know, I, I think if there was one thing that if we could change one thing. Ask yourself that question right now. What's the one thing if you could change it? You know, what comes up for me is is dropping judgment, dropping something as, uh, you know, there's a duality that's created with judgment. There's, it goes back to power versus force. You know, p- power, power doesn't need anything, whereas force does. Mm-hmm. And so we're, I think what we're really talking about here too is becoming more aware of dropping the need to control mm-hmm. because, any any time we're trying to control something, we're we're out of alignment with this great energy that's behind us. So so to really stay in the flow and just catch ourselves. Oh, I'm not in flow anymore. Okay, how quickly can I come back? Oh, how quickly can I come back? Uh, and I think you nailed it again. There, it's like yes, but in the beginning, we may not have awareness that we can control our thoughts because it it has been so long since since we ever kind of realized we had the, that, that gift of power. And I think, you know, the more I think about it, this is just spontaneous here is that as we each reach our glass ceiling, we're, we're undoing um, that unconsciousness. We're becoming aware there's more here. I'm, I'm going to, and this is where I think it's so important to, I, I teach the mindful minute. I'm just going to take a minute right now to allow the possibility of this moreness to come in. And just how powerful that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. The mindful minute. <clears throat> it gives yourself the moment to check in with yourself. Yeah. And there's what, what I really appreciate about the mindful minute is that there's a texture to it. It's thunderous and it's silence. Oh, yeah. I like that. that felt good. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yeah, I felt that. <laughs> so it's thunderous and it's silence. And I experienced this with a client yesterday. We were on on the, you know, we we're having a Zoom call and and um, you know, when you're, when you're working with business and you're thinking there, there's the one part of the brain that's going, okay, uh, you know, wh- what do I do with this? How do, how do I create an opportunity out of this? And the other part was saying, feel what you're feeling, ask for what you want. Mm. And, and this, this, I, again, I want to say this amazing way of doing business where it's about what can we create here together? And it's so organic and it's so real. And there's no, like, it's just this beautiful energy exchange of, yeah, what are we going to create here? So bringing out that creative component, which is what I love to do. It's like, it's like being the midwife in supporting someone in labor Yes, that's it. That's it. I didn't know that that's what I wanted. That's it. So with these mindful minutes, we create the space to go to find the treasure. And that's why I think this thing called existential angst, as painful as it is, is so important because it's nailing us to what's to integrity, to what's most important, most meaningful, most real and most raw. And that's where the magic is. Oh, that was so good. (laughs) I know. And it's like, I love it. I love it. That was really good. You know, let me, I want to put your, um, 
your website up real quick. Theintuitivelife.com. You can find Cheryl. That's her website. You can book a call. You can find all kinds of things out. I think, you know, we're talking about the things that you control, your thoughts. That's one, right? Learning to be the act of receiving. One of the ways you can do that is just start taking compliments when they come. Give compliments. It's an exchange, right? But a brilliant way you can really test your receiving is to have a reading with Cheryl and just let her and allow her to give you this information and and have your mindful minute and check in with yourself. See where that feels, how it feels for you, because you, you are brilliant and you are absolutely spot on accurate. It's amazing. I love, you know, as intuitives, it's hard to read for ourselves. So we have to seek out and find people. And you are truly, truly gifted and brilliant. And I just, I thank you for being on the show. I thank you for the work you do in the world. And I've loved this conversation. We're not done yet. We still have a few minutes, but I just wanted to make sure I said thank you and to get your website up there. Please, please, please reach out to Cheryl. She's brilliant. Thank you, Kimberly. I, I recognize, again, who knew when I think back leaving corporately, how hard that was. And yet that was the decision that made all the difference in the world. And what is, and same with you, with what you've created with this element of profound change that we are able to create because we're listening to our intuition, we're trusting it, we're willing to go into those deep, dark places and come out the other side going, oh, wow, that was worth it. Yeah, it's so worth it. We just have yeah. to get over the the fear of it, yeah. trust ourselves. We have proof that we're strong, courageous enough, um, you know, worthy, deserving because of what we've gone through. And we're here today. We have proof that we are all those things. Start activating your ability to receive because I think you hit it on the nose when we were talking earlier about having what what is what were the, your exact words let me see here i can't even remember your exact words at the moment but it was activating that receiving being able to receive so we can receive more exactly and and and, and that's why i talk about radical joy yeah. because it's like oh oh you mean you mean i can really there are no words to describe i think that element of what i would call true success which is to define and create what brings the most value to your life and enjoy the process we're learning how to enjoy the process more you can have all the money in the world you can have all the business in the world but if you're not happy what's the point exactly right and I love that you say radical, radical joy because I do an entire talk about radical you. So it makes me laugh because we are so in alignment with that. <laughs> I do a whole thing about it at the retreat as well. So it's hilarious to me that you're saying radical joy. I do a whole series on it. <laughs> well, and so we need to talk more because you know, you know what, you know, percolating and bubbling up for me is like, like there, there are, um, there are elements of joy that want to come out. And, and, and what I love about intuition is, is intuition is surprise waiting to delight you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And remember, if you have some cellulite, you have bubbles of joy that are just waiting to be released. <laughs> so we're going to just have fun releasing them. It's like, whoa, there's a lot of power there. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I can't believe I did that story. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's awesome. 
check out theintuitivelife.com. Reach out to Cheryl. She's brilliant. I still have a few spaces on my goddess platform for series three. So if you're interested in having a conversation with me about leveraging your story to a global audience using multiple media outlets, this is the link you want to check out. And you can always find anything that I've got going on on KimberlyACoaching.com. Cheryl, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on today. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with me. It's been so fun. <laughs> We're going to do more. Thank you, Kimberly. Definitely. Thank you.